Hello and welcome to Dimensions of Imagination, the Anthology TV podcast. This is episode five. Uh, I'm your host, Joey, and with me is my co-host, Jackie. Oh, I'm a co-host. That's exciting. Well, I mean, co-host is equal to host in this case. <laughs> we are both equal in this. You actually do more work on the show than I do. I guess I do do all the editing. So, Well, yeah. I do um, all the prep and you do all the editing. All the editing. So, yep. All right. I've got my emotional support cranberry juice and I'm ready to <laughs> record the show. We're uh, This is our first episode delving into a new series we've been doing original twilight zone that's kind of why we started the show mm -hmm. and now we are moving to uh doing the 1980s uh anthology show amazing stories and jackie you want to give us some background on amazing stories well before i do that i would i have a tiny bit of housekeeping from last week and it has it's apt because um i said that amazing stories is available on apple plus and it is, but the version on Apple Plus is a reboot, and it is not the original. A so reboot if, from 2020, from, from this 2020 year. from this year, which we did not know at the time of filming. Yeah, filming, recording, recording <laughs> <laughs> the last episode. Um, so, if you want to watch the original Amazing Stories from 1985, then you need to be on the NBC app or purchase episodes on Amazon for, I think they're $1.99 dollar ninety nine. yeah. Um, and the, on the NBC app, there's only season one available. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. the episode we're covering in this uh, episode is not available in there, but you can rent it for $1.99, um, you know, or ask around, see if somebody mm -hmm. has uh, has it on DVD or something. Um, your, your local library might have it on DVD. All I don't right. know. Um, so we are delving into, like Joey said, amazing stories. And this is when we were brainstorming all of the different anthology series that we could think of when we uh, had the idea to start the podcast. This was one of the ones that came up. And Joey remembers it, a lot of it, I believe, from when he was younger. Yeah, I, I watched Amazing Stories before I ever watched any Twilight Zone because mm -hmm. it was on TV when I was a kid. And it, yeah. it was a big deal when it came out and um, people were excited about it and I, I stayed up and watched it. Yeah, and I have only one memory of Amazing Stories and we'll delve into that a little <laughs> bit more next week because we're actually going to watch the only episode I remember um, that's about pumpkins. And so I was like, when Joey brought it up, I was like, oh, isn't that the one with the giant pumpkins? And... uh so we decided uh, an episode with to go into it. When it originally aired, I wasn't even alive yet, so I must have been watching reruns on something. I think it was on USA Network for a little while. Yeah, um, they reran it as like movies, packages of the episodes as movies. So you hmm. may see it somewhere as that Amazing Stories: The Movie Volume One or whatever. And that might have been what I had yeah, actually you might, seen. I don't know if that episode made it on one of those, but it might have. Um, so. Uh, like we said, it, it ran from September of 85 to April of 87, and it's um, a series, we mentioned this last week, created by Steven Spielberg, and so Joey likened it to hit Steven Spielberg's take on The Twilight Zone. It's kind of his homage to The Twilight Zone, because he's notoriously a you know big Twilight Zone fan. Like we said before, he directed one of the episodes that was featured in Twilight Zone, the movie which came out around this time, I think, um, earlier, maybe a couple of years earlier or something. But this is obviously Steven Spielberg's take on this sort of anthology TV that tells stories with often with a twist or a fantastical stories. Um, there's a little more fantasy in this than in Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's maybe a little more lighthearted in, in some episodes. Not the one we're watching tonight, but or we watch tonight. But um, um, go ahead. 
Yeah, it was. So while it was on, it was nominated for 12 Emmys and it won five of those, but it was not a hit ratings wise. So NBC did not renew it after the second season. They canceled it. Um, the the ter- the title Amazing Stories they actually licensed that name from a sci fi magazine, which was uh, actually from like April of nineteen twenty six. Created in April nineteen twenty six by Huge Gernsback. His name's Huge. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I spelled um, it wrong. Maybe it is. I don't know. Apparently that was the first uh, science fiction magazine. I think maybe they called it speculative fiction then. I'm not sure. Hmm. Speculative but, uh, fiction. Yeah, that's like the like there's a lot. There's a portion of the science fiction community that prefers to call it speculative fiction because it's speculating on what could happen. Oh, it's something okay. that's like, you know, it's it's like a more proper name for it than science fiction because science fiction has a campy like history to yeah. it, a campy yeah. tone to it. Okay. You know, like the, the name is. You know, so wow. I mean, there's great serious science fiction out there. So you learn um, something new every day. Also, we just learned before the episode st- we started that uh, John Williams was the composer of the great theme song for this this series. It's uh, definitely very much like you hear it and you're like, "That's a Steven Spielberg commissioned mm-hmm. theme song." Um, so it sounds very much like Indiana Jones and ET mixed um, the themes from that. But yeah, the great John Williams did the did the composing for that. All right, so let's get into uh, what episode we watched. And Joey, uh, you chose this episode, so why don't you introduce it for us? Sure. This episode uh, is called Thanksgiving. And do you know which one it was uh, in the series? Mm -hmm. So season two, episode nine, I'm reading the notes now, originally aired on November 24th, 1986. I wonder if that was uh, how close that was to actual Thanksgiving that year. It's probably pretty close. I can look it up while you Yeah. Um, So this episode is called Thanksgiving. This is my favorite episode. Now, I haven't seen, I've probably only seen half of the episodes of Amazing Stories. But out of the ones I've seen, this is my favorite episode because I just think it's brilliantly written. And it's very much makes me feel like... um, it makes me feel like it's a Twilight Zone episode. It, it could it could take place in the Twilight Zone. Uh, so in Jackie, just looked this up. Thanksgiving in 1986 was on November 27th. So this was three days before. So this yeah, is so Monday. Must have uh, this must have aired on Mondays. It, it did air on Mondays. I do remember that Monday nights. Um, so this episode was written by Pierre R. Debs and Robert C. Fox. I don't know anything about them. I don't know if you found mm-hmm. anything on I them. Did not. It's directed by Todd Holland who uh, apparently has directed many TV series episodes. A ton. I, the, the whole No, the whole, uh-uh. when I scrolled through IMDb, it was all like TV shows. Um, gotcha. Well, um, the cast includes David Carradine, the great David Carradine, Bill from Kill Bill himself yep. uh, as Calvin. And uh, Kira, is it Kira or Kyra? Kira. It's Kira Sedgwick. Mm-hmm. Kira Sedgwick, a young Kira Sedgwick, who Very is uh, Kevin Bacon's wife. She was actually... Uh, wife, tw- Kevin ba- Yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon's wife. Yeah, and she actually was 21 at the time that this was filmed, but she's playing a younger character. I think she could probably be around 21 as a character. Mm-hmm. Maybe just she's supposed to be like 19 or something. 18 or 19, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's not necessarily extremely younger, but yeah, she, she was 21 at the time of this filming. She plays Dora. There's only two on-screen characters mm-hmm. in this episode, and I think that's why it's so brilliant. It's, it's um, I don't know, it's like you could almost do this as a stage play and have it be effective because mm-hmm. it's too, I mean, it, and it hinges on the acting. The acting is great in it. Um. I guess I should do the, the episode 
the the plot summary. Yeah. So um, or you can do the plot summary this I week can, since I did the. Uh, I don't know how good I'm going to be at be it. But, um. So we open on a ranch. I'm assuming it's in the in a desert. There's it's lots. Maybe Arizona or something. Yeah. There's a ton, like a literal ton of wind whirly gig things. I don't know why mm-hmm. the property needs that many wind whirly gigs, but. Anyway, sorry, that's rambling. And it's obvious that the these two people who live there are down and out. There's nothing around. It's just their property. It's dirt for as far as you can see. It feels like this place was maybe some sort of attraction at one point in time, or they mm-hmm. wanted it to be an attraction. Yeah. It says on one of the signs, it says, last chance for gas. And then there's mm-hmm. like this weird collection of whirly gigs and like... And uh, the um, Calvin <laughs> is... He is um, spray painting fool's gold. So he's spray painting rocks to be fool's gold. To sell in this gift shop they have at this little place. Um, And so uh, we quickly learn that Calvin is uh, Dora's stepfather. And he commands that she get to doing her chores. And she says, apparently the next day or the next... Yeah, I think the next day is Thanksgiving. And she's um, asked him if they're going to have a turkey. And he was like... He's basically like, ha, huh, no, we, we're not going to do that. We're poor. We're yeah. not going to get go a turkey. Go do your chores. He, he's, he's very nasty to her. He's mm-hmm. very emotionally abusive to her. Um, it's clear that her mother died and he did not respect her mother. And now he's sort of saddled with this her, girl. Yeah. Um, Who is very simple. I think that she <laughs> just is a sweet little girl who's grown up in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, she seems like she's very, she loves uh, country music and, and naive yeah. and, yeah, she loves country music. She you can tell that she wants to be like a singer. She wants to be a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Calvin goes out to start the chores. Um, we find out that they are trying to find water. Their and, well has run dry, so they're trying to dig a new well and and get water to survive. Obviously, and um, he sends a flashlight down. No. Not a flashlight. No, he uh, he goes down. He goes down, down to dig this well, and he has to like go down this. It's kind of sketchy. Like he goes down this rope, and he's mm-hmm. he gets you know. And she's Dora up there. is the other end of the rope, and she loses. She's she's hauling dirt up as he's putting it in a bucket, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she loses control of the the, the, the line. The and, line, and it. it spills the bucket, and up comes Calvin, and uh, he exclaims that the bottom fell out underneath them down there. Um, yeah, he almost fell into it. He almost died. It just fell out from under him. He was like, it was the most amazing thing. And so he sends a flashlight down, a big old flashlight on a rope because he wants to see. I assume that maybe his thing was he was going to go down after the flashlight. I think he just wanted to see how deep it was. Maybe that he could oh, to see how far if he down. could keep seeing the flashlight, then it's it tells right. him kind of how deep you know how far away oh, okay. it is so. yeah and the flashlight goes down and and they they can't see the light anymore but they feel a tug on the rope and they are just astonished like oh what tugged on our rope and they wheel it back up and the flashlight is gone and in in its place is a bundle that they open and it has this like strange writing it looks like hieroglyphic almost mm-hmm. and um these this gold piece yeah, it's like beautiful, like pyramid gold thing, and and Calvin says this is pure gold, and um, he jumps in the truck yeah, and he, off he goes. He takes off. 
and uh, we he's he, you know he's got some scheme, and he's leaving Dora there to sort of just. I mean, she tells her don't touch the well, but of mm-hmm. course you know she's curious. She as is to curious. What is going on in there, so. And so she decides to um, send. She's eating lunch, and she decides to write these whole people. Actually, calls them a note. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, dear whole people. <laughs> how are you? And then she says, who are you? And then she's eating a sandwich and she decides to send some of the ham down to the whole people. So she puts this note and then she goes, gosh, I I wonder if they can speak English. So she puts a dictionary in there too. So she sends a note, a dictionary and some ham down and they tug on it. And then again, this, this process repeats and a, Astoundingly, now they they know English. Their scholars have they, de- they've decoded your the code book, which is the dictionary, which is the and dictionary, and their scholars have determined that this ham, this food that she has sent down is ham, um, and they think it's very delicious. And then they ask her, "What else have you got?" Yeah, and with it is more riches. There's mm-hmm. more. It's jewelry this time. Ju- ju- there is a piece of that gold again, but there mm-hmm. is these baubles, these like priceless mm-hmm. probably like gems yeah and things like that which so. to dora who doesn't have anything nice <clears throat> yeah she's excited she's excited this, and so. she goes in and she puts them on and she just feels lovely and um she goes on a, on a to kind of like see what else they have and so she has figured out that these whole people want food yeah and she sends down the next thing she sends down is probably what would be their thanksgiving dinner which is two chickens chickens, yeah she gussies them up with bows and (laughs) a basket and she sends them down and and the whole people again they're excited and they send her up a letter and it it's uh, uh the basket that she sent down is now full of gold and riches and more jewelry and they're like you know our scholars have said this is chicken delicious. What else do you have? And it's at this moment that Calvin's car comes barreling back well, in. Well, he's got a new truck. He's bought a, a it's like a tow truck, mm-hmm. and it has a bucket on the back of it. And it's clear when he gets there, he 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 saddles up in his like I guess maybe he was a veteran or something. He saddles up in this military garb, and, and he has decided that in the back of this truck, he has brought back like five hundred flashlights. Yeah, he's got all these flashlights. He's got a huge gun, like a, you know, mm-hmm. an AR or something. And uh, yeah, he puts on this whole, this whole suit that's covered. It's like a hazmat suit mm-hmm. almost, but but military. And Dora tries to tell him that they want food, and he'll he won't listen to her. He's yeah. like, no, they took the one flashlight. They must just want flashlights. Um, and they they send the flashlights down. And the whole people send it back up and they're destroyed. And they're like, these were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no payment is included. No so. payment included. What else do you have? And so Calvin is enraged and decides that he is going down into the hole. Yeah, and the- so in full hazmat suit, they he hoists himself up on this contraption almost at like a night. He's like in, his body is at like a 90 degree angle. Yeah. So like a, a right angle. Right. So his head is, and then his butt is sticking up, and whatever. So they, they they lower he, she lowers him into the. She lowers him into the pit. Yeah. And then, there's some tossling, and then up comes Calvin. And it's uh he's he's not saying anything. Dora's trying to talk to him, and she pulls on his glove, and out comes riches, and they have stuffed this entire suit. 
full of riches for her. And there's and a note. <laughs> there's a note. And the note states, our scholars have determined that this is turkey. <laughs> what else have you got? And that's the end. And if, as they pan away, you see a, like a, sh- a silhouette and um, the way that Calvin is uh, hoisted up on this thing with a like there's like a rotary or a whirly gig in the back and he does look like a turkey like the silhouette silhouette, looks like a turkey looks like a turkey so So. the the conceit is that these whole people have eaten him to think that that he was given as some kind of offering to them and um you know and he the evil old calvin kind of gets his just just desserts you know he's a mm-hmm. greedy man and he wants to he, he says that's mine down there even though he doesn't know who these whole people are or where they mm-hmm. came from i assume they're aliens or something i don't know but uh yeah it's interesting take yeah. on it and you know dora tries to warn him and she's not her fault that he goes down there he just won't listen mm-hmm. and um yeah and she's the one who like introduces them to food so they just are assuming that everything that they're sending down is food it's food yeah um but um and so yeah, that's the episode in a nutshell. Well, a long nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so now I guess we can just kind of talk about our thoughts. Yeah, I love this because in my family, my parents, if you're the worst thing they can call you is a turkey. So if somebody's like a, a fool, they'll just call him a tur- Oh, he's a turkey. So I thought that was funny that this is like that. You know, the jo- this is a joke. There's a punchline to this episode. It's that they're saying that Calvin's a turkey and he kind of is a turkey mm-hmm. based on my parents, you know. <laughs> rules for for what constitutes a turkey um yeah i just thought there's the acting is really good and um i mean kira has to carry most of this by herself because mm-hmm. calvin's gone for most of the episode but um yeah uh so i was slightly annoyed with the whole people because for one reason and that was that um dora or kira sedgwick clearly ask them who they are and they don't answer the question. She also is polite and ask them how they are. And <laughs> she they didn't just, answer that. They didn't answer yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're trying to protect their that. identity or something. Um, I also... Um, <clears throat> so this is the one thing that sometimes bothers me about anthology episodes, and it's that because they are so short, typically, you have to fit a lot of things into um, a short amount of time. Yeah. And so I felt like as soon as they put the stuff down for the whole people... They have snagged it, eaten it, uh, and decoded it, written another letter, and sent the gold back up in like 0.5 seconds. And I'm like, it's obviously going to take a little bit longer to do all of that, but you have to fit yeah, so would, many whole people visits into one episode. And yeah. I get that, but sometimes it can uh, it's unnerving to me a little bit about the timing and episodes because you have to fit so much in. Yeah, you just have to it's you have to suspend your disbelief. It's just like the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone can't can't waste any time in the 30 mm-hmm. minute episodes. That's why the hour long episodes of the Twilight Zone are not very good because it just drags on. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to have all this exposition to like yeah. like we don't need to see the whole people learning this language and stuff. No. We just like have to just sit back and go, okay, this is part of the story. Yeah. It's almost like a fairy tale. We're just taking it on face value. Yeah. And like, if you think about it, like if we had 15 more minutes, would it be that all that interesting to like have the whole people have to read four dictionaries or something? No, but I just thought maybe like a little bit more suspense in between. I don't know. You know, when you take out the commercials, it's 24 minutes or something, you know, that they're telling a a big story in um, these people. So I have a question for you regarding the whole people. Yeah. What do you think the... um, I can't think of the word. 
the um, repercussions of this are now, like post episode. Do you think that Dora will now have to sacrifice more people to the whole people because they like the taste of people? Or do you think like, and since the reward was so great for sending down a person, do you think Dora will like now cater to these whole people and just find people to sacrifice <laughs> well, to them? That would turn this or, into like a horror movie. Or do you think she'll continue to send them like normal food because they think that this was turkey and they don't know any different? I kind of think she'll just leave them alone, to be honest. Like yeah. she's gotten more money than she could probably ever spend and she's not greedy. That's well, the whole point is that Calvin's greedy yeah. and she's not greedy. She's just inquisitive. She's interested in what they've got. And I mean, she's excited to get paid, but yeah. she doesn't. I, my, I, the way I think it happens is I think she just kind of like leaves them there and goes away. You know, like they've hmm. lived down there for how, you know, who yeah. knows how long. So why But wouldn't why the compassionate part of her want to continue to give them food if she doesn't think that they have food? And well, I'm not saying it has to be a person. I don't think they're starving or anything. They've lived there for yeah, like, that's they, true. what if they never busted the hole in the wall? You know, like they, they're yeah, obviously but, living on something like, like they may have a whole society down there. It is really terrifying that we never see the whole people. I think that's way scarier than mm-hmm. if we saw, because it's like, you, you're just like, your mind imagines it like, oh mm-hmm. man, down in, imagine Calvin being in the dark and these whole people grab him and eat him. Like it's terrifying. Like, yeah, it's scary. But yeah, I, I kind of feel like she's, she wants to be a singer. They've set this up. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to take the money and get the hell out of there, you know? Yeah. Cause Maybe, somebody, somebody may come looking for Calvin or something. Yeah. She don't want to be involved at Maybe all. Maybe put one last basket yeah, of food so say, down I'm, and I'm say, leave. hey, yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, my, morbid self went <laughs> to another thought altogether but yeah, um I, I don't think she would ho- i i do not think that she would sacrifice more people because i think she's a good person mm-hmm. and she's she's not uh unkind i guess she's yeah. she just wants to survive and move along i mean she 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 in the episode she kind of prays to her mother several times she's like oh mama help us out you know and so yeah. so yeah so the episode begins and ends like kind of was zooming in on these whirly gigs with the the branch in the background, and then there's a couple other times in the episode that the whirly gigs are featured, and there's almost like a, it's sort of indicating I think that the whirly gigs are maybe magic in a way, or like they're kind of like it's kind of showing like oh this might be a magical place because of the way that it like zooms in on them and it's mm-hmm. kind of like hypnotic I guess. Yeah. So the setting reminded me a lot of um, <clears throat> the one segment in one of the creep show movies about the Indian. The uh, drugstore Indian. Yeah. Uh, the And it's like this out of the way sideshow place, but um, that has this mystical thing happen. So I was, yeah. it, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like Native American magic. Like, are these aliens or is this some sort of like native primitive being? Yeah, there's, it kind of indicates that a little bit too, because there is some like Native American imagery in mm-hmm. the, um, in the whirly gigs and stuff. I'm not sure. I mean, if it is, it's very subtle. Yeah. But it could be. I mean, maybe it is like indicating that there's some kind of like ancient mm-hmm. Native magic or something there. Um, yeah. They're, uh, and then in a completely other random realm, I, you know, I'm obsessed with the, the way people talk and their vocabulary. And often when we're watching something, I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I love that when they said that or like mm-hmm. they have a weird pattern of speech. And I totally picked up on some of the things that they were saying in this of like, it was just like, if it wasn't for that ladder, I'd be in China. Like yeah. things that I feel like your parents would say, like, 
Yeah. Uh, they use the word caterwauling at one point, yeah, which is he, my new favorite he, word. Um, what's his name? Calvin says, stop that caterwauling when she's singing. Uh, yeah. And word. so uh, I just picked up on that. It was like some, I hate to say old timey language. It's like sounds, colloquialisms or whatever you, yeah. whatever you call that. Yeah. So yeah. that was my only other note. What did you have some? It looks like you have some more. Oh, so you are like real big. Let's talk about the opening sequence of Amazing Stories in general. You you spoke on it a little bit. So in contrast with The Twilight Zone, which has an amazing opening scene, like every season, it's beautifully done. What? How would you? How do you feel about Amazing Stories? Opening? I like the opening. I think it's really cool. I mean, like The Twilight Zone, it has some like symbolic imagery. Mm-hmm. It's very like eighties because it's got some eighties uh, yeah. computer graphics that were like amazing for the time, but yeah. like now they're kind of aged. But I think it kind of like it is very is, Spielberg, like he said. Like it, it yeah. for those of you who haven't seen it or yeah, haven't it seen it yet, it Spielberg goes through intro. like the it quickly goes through different annals of history with like. Yeah, it starts with these cavemen telling stories around a fire, mm-hmm. and then it goes through sort of human progression in a way, uh, and and it shows all these magical things too and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, and then in the end, where what it's people gathered around a TV watching the same cavemen from the beginning. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're, we're still telling a, the same stories. As people, yeah. we tell stories and we tell the same myths over and over again, and you know, people. People like to watch storytellers, but mm-hmm. now they they have technologies so that are watching it on TV. So I think it's kind of a cool intro, and I mean it, it 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 evokes some of the same feelings for me as like seeing the window smash and the clock come out in the Twilight mm-hmm. Zone, one of the Twilight Zone um, yeah. intros. Well, and I think it, I don't have as big of a connection to this other than remembering that one specific story. So I think that Twilight Zone. It's, they're not on par with Twilight Zone, but I also have only seen them like maybe a handful of times. It's not something I watched growing up. So yeah, I mean, I'm not compa- I'm not saying it's a better intro than mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, but I just think it's like it's fitting for a show like that. And yeah, it's kind of cool. So, um, yeah. All right. What's your what other you got some more notes there? I no. Nope. You got any trivia or anything? There was no trivia. No trivia. Huh? No trivia. Yeah, I feel like I've never heard anybody reference this episode, and I actually forgot that. Um, these two actors were in this episode mm-hmm. when I saw it. I was like, Oh, they're in this. I, I totally forgot. I am. Um, um, all I saw was I, I looked on IMDb and I Googled trivia and couldn't find anything. And I read one person's like blog article about it. Um, and they didn't find anything interesting either. So yeah, I'm sad. There was, yeah, it seems like there would be some sort of a uh, thing about where they filmed or something. Yeah. But, nothing. Um, and they, the only thing they talked about, they kind of alluded to David Carradine's problematic persona. Oh, gotcha. but that was it. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought the the uh, props for the alien jewelry was really cool. Mm-hmm. I always thought I was like, wow, it's cool. It's like alien money. Like when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's like super weird. Like what are these what are these creatures like or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or these people or whoever they are, what are they like? And they have this like amazing weird art artsy jewelry yeah stuff and the gold looks cool and mm-hmm. i don't know that's just it's a neat little story i think they did a very good job with like not a lot of resources well just and there's like, a lot of attention to detail mm-hmm. in just this one setting yeah it's with... all in, it's all in t- basically it's like interior in the house and then the well that's mm-hmm. the two seat this two um stages we have to act on and um yeah and there's some nice touches like her learning to play the guitar and mm-hmm. you know and and there's this whole over 
arcing thing of them needing to find water. You know, there's there's a desperation to it. You can tell the whole everything looks dry. It's very dry, mm-hmm. and there's tumbleweeds, literal tumbleweeds blowing through. And so we we know that like I mean that's Calvin actually says that's why Thanksgiving's canceled because they don't have water. Mm-hmm. But you know. They do seem to have two chickens, though, so what? Yeah. I mean... Well, and Dora, I Dora, I think, is just trying to find, like... She wants to find something good in the middle of all this Yeah, well, she's awful. lost her mother, and, and she's having to live with this awful man. And, and they don't have water. Yes, and they, they don't have water, so... Um, but yeah. she's washing dishes at the beginning. Isn't she? I can't remember. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, they have to have some water, right? Maybe... From when it rains. <clears throat> yeah, maybe they have a... I don't know. We're reading it. too much into this. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Um, do you have anything else about the episode that you I want don't. to say? No. Uh, I don't. No. I just think this one's cool. If you want to see a cool short... It's like a short story, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's creepy. And uh, hopefully you watched it, so we didn't ruin it for you. But if you didn't, then go watch it. And um, anyway, I maybe guess... Maybe you want to watch it now that we talked about cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um <laughs> What do you want to give it a score? Oh yeah. Um, What's your score? Mm, so I'm gonna go with about a. S- mm, I don't know. Judge it based on this show, I not am. on the Twilight Zone. Well, and like, but you don't I'm have nervous. anything to compare it to. I, I. But you can just judge it as a piece of media. I yeah. Don't how much you liked it or whatever. I'm just gonna go in the middle. Like it, I'm gonna say like a six, not because it was bad, just. It was a simple story. It was cool. Yeah. But it was a little frightening at the end. Maybe a seven. I'll go with a seven because I like that frightening twist at the end because of where my mind took it. Um, yeah, it's just super but, creepy that he like mm-hmm. goes into this well and, and they eat him. Yeah. Like I'm um, giving this one a 10. This is a 10 You haven't given me. anything a 10. I know, but I'm judging it based on amazing stories. Yeah, I'm not judging it based on. No, I'm like, just saying I'm not you comparing it to the anything. Twilight Zone, but I'm you giving this a ten. This is this this series can't get any better than this for me. Oh, okay. So I'm saying this is a ten. I love the acting. I love the editing. I love well, everything I about it. So I'm hopeful that I like something else better. So you I might. Want to leave I mean, room every, for it's it? different stories for you know. This one yeah. just spoke to me. I thought it was really great, and mm-hmm. it's it's the one that has stuck the most with me over the years out of all the the. the you ones were very that I've watched, excited to watch so. it. So yeah. I just I think it's like it's creepy in the best way and it has a it has a Twilight Zone twist at the end and not every not every mm-hmm. amazing story has a twist in it. Um and this one has like a really good like surling twist at the end and this one um, I mean it felt creepier in the way that creep show is creepy rather than the way Twilight Zone is creepy. Yeah, maybe um, it's a little more on the horror side, yeah. I guess, than than anything else, but I don't know. This is uh yeah, I'm giving out my first ten because wow. I just don't I mean I, I Maybe there'll be another episode that comes up when we watch, and I'll be like, oh, I wish I would have mm-hmm. saved my 10 for that. But there could be another 10 in the series, too. So I just don't think it's going to be All better right. than that for me. So, All right. Well, an uh, average of 70. The what? An average, average of 70. 70. This is the biggest gap we've had. Yeah, I think so. so. Um, All right. So up next week, we have uh, season two, episode 10, The Pumpkin Competition. And this is the one that I vaguely remember from childhood so i'm excited to revisit it and see if i actually remember much of anything about it other than these giant pumpkins so yeah um yeah so th- th- again this is amazing story season two episode 10 it's season two so you'll have to rent this one or find some other way to watch it because it is not on that nbc app but then eventually hopefully in this four we're doing four weeks of this 
uh, amazing stories. I'm sure we will watch an episode from season one at some point. So mm-hmm. that one will be on the NBC app if you have a cable provider. Um, All right. And uh, yeah, you can email us. Dimensions of Imagination at gmail.com. And uh, let us know you've been watching the show or if you have anything you want to want to add. And hopefully you're going to enjoy amazing stories and we will uh, we'll see you next time. So we're out. Bye.